Ben Boller ha fatto la catena. Yo, what up, y'all? You are listening to a brand new episode of Behind the Baller. This is episode 94. I am your host, Ben Baller, also known as the Korean John McCall, the Korean John Cusack, and sometimes I am known as the Forrest Gump of hip hop. What up, y'all? I hope you guys have had a good weekend. This is the weekend wrap up. Um, on this episode, we are going to have, of course, Jackass of the Week. We are going to discuss, uh, you know, obviously Tops Project 2020 and the hobby. Uh, my new website, bbdtc.com, which is an acronym, obviously, for Ben Baller Did the Chain or Ben Baller Did the Card, getting uh, authenticated and um, graded by Beckett. And uh, let's see, what else we got? Jay Mazzini is still a scammer. Trump is supporting white supremacy. Big surprise. My boy Kid Cudi has started his own podcast, protecting your personal property, and uh, a couple of things, some movies that I saw, some shit like that and everything else. But yo, listen, we about to get this episode started off right motherfucking now. Yo, Ben Baller Pod Army, come get fit with me, all right? I've got my Echelon bike, and you should too. You don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in shape in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone, busy moms, washed up dads, hustlers like us, right? And with daily live and on-demand studio classes right in your home, you'll be on your way to the best version of you. You'll love Echelon. But if you aren't 100% satisfied, they'll give you your money back. Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon now. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high quality at-home cycling experience at a less than half the price of a Peloton. Go to echelonfit.com slash baller. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash baller. This isn't just an ad, it's a way of life. Get yourself an Echelon bike and join this journey with me. So, man, look, guys, I was chill. You know, you still got stupid, dumb, fucking idiot, retarded, straight up, foolish, ignorant, stupid, dumb fuck, dumb, stupid, fucking idiot, dumbass, fucking stupid as fuck, dumbest, Stupid fucking people in the world who don't understand that this shit is real. I even have friends of mine. I hate to say it, man. I got friends of mine who, who you know, I'm not saying that they're, that they're just really like not the most intelligent people when it comes to like common sense in books. But there's just always some kind of a conspiracy thing. It's like at the end of the day, man, look, 
you know, you could sit there and even when I tell them, say, hey, man, 125,000 people in America are dead. Well, how do you know those people are dead? Look, man, I, I know you don't believe in the system. And, and you know, look, I don't believe a ton of people as, as well. But look, you got to understand six figures, legitimate deaths have happened. Okay. Let me just put this back again. A lot of these symptoms sound similar, but when it comes down to it, they're not. Again, if you have the flu, you did not die of COVID. Okay. If you have pneumonia, there's a real good chance that the complications came from COVID-19. Okay. Look, the numbers are now going up the highest they've ever been. Okay. I'm going to say this, man. If they don't close down the country, which, I, you know, I don't want them to, you know what I'm saying? And again, I, I'm not like torn. It's just, can people be smart? All right. Shit stays airborne a lot longer than I thought. I'm going to get into the toilet situation in, in a little bit in public toilets, which is a fucking just terrible, especially for a motherfucker like me. Well, not even so me so much, but more for like Michael Rapport and other people who have colitis, who have um, Crohn's or any kind of disease that fucks with your stomach, makes you take a shit often. Um, but look, man, COVID-19 is on the rise. It is skyrocketing in Texas, Arizona, Florida, and of course, California. We have had our highest daily new cases higher than ever during the fucking peak of the shit when shit was fucked up. We told motherfuckers to chill out. People are sick of it. They're tired. I understand both sides. What I can't do is side with the other side. I can't, I can't do it. I can't. Again, I'm not going to explain again, you know, my situation with my son, but for those of you who've been listening, um, you know, and if you haven't, then maybe you should rewind, you know, 93 more episodes and catch up. But the situation at hand right now is it's fucked up, all right? It's spiking. It's going all over the place. People are fighting about wearing masks. And, and then you even got the dude who was on my show, Jordan Shaktel. He's saying that's not even a, a solution, which, bro, man, I don't know how the fuck you did, you know, um, you're an advisor for national security. But again, you go back to simple, you know, facts. Again, science. And you said your science, not science. Like, come on, bro. I know that you spoke on here. The thing about you, Jordan, that trips me out is that, look, I let everyone say what they want to say. You say so much shit on Twitter. And then when you got on my show, you kind of didn't really say much. You know, you you had them Twitter fingers. You got them Thanos Twitter fingers. Then you came on here and don't really say much. Check this out, bro. Obviously, the doctor in China who was rocking N95 masks for 10 hours at a time and, uh, you know, they're, they're basically seeing, he's seeing hundreds a day, hundreds of people a day in Wuhan, China, in the fucking epicenter of the origin of the pandemic, of the virus. And this guy had no issues. Now, the nurses that were around him had surgical masks, and they, you know, some of them got it. The ones who didn't wear masks here and there, they got it. Now, to more recent times... When we open right back up, these two black hairdressers in Missouri were wearing it and they were positive for COVID-19. So, you know, they're positive. They stayed with a KN95 mask the entire time. Each of them saw 140 customers and not one of their customers got positive. You can't tell me that's luck. 
And you can't tell me it's not serious. It's the mask does work, period. Now, as far as people wearing cloth masks and things like that, yo, man, I've just got to be real with you. If you ain't got the money for other mask, I get it. But to the motherfuckers that are out there, and no disrespect to Takashi Murakami, I love the dude more than anything in the world. You know, I idolize, dude. He's putting the mask out because, I mean, it does, there's, there's, it's too much to describe right now. I don't have the chart in front of me and I wasn't prepared for it. And it wasn't that at all. It's just when I get into a freestyle, I'm not writing my shows anymore. I'm just writing notes. You know, in Japan, people wear masks to make sure if they cough or sneeze or anything else, it does filter out a little bit. Okay. But when you're talking about a level four virus, okay, it is true. You know, if you could fucking smell somebody's fart through some jeans, you're obviously, you know, a, a, a fucking virus is going to go right through a fucking cloth mask or whatever. Now, if you're able to spend 150 on a Murakami mask, then uh, you could buy a Can95 mask pretty cheap now. You can get it for like four or five bucks, you know, four dollars, three seventy five. I'm just saying like shipping, everything, whatever. So realistically, you could fuck around and buy, you know, 50 masks for that price. And a mask lasts you three to five days, depending on how it is. I like to put them in a fucking, uh, in a Ziploc sealed bag if I don't use them, whatever, and just make sure everything is good. But look, man, the reason why they're mandating it is because it does work. There is proven science against it. People that are tripping on it, it just makes no sense, man. It's not about you. And people always say like, oh man, Ben, it's not about you, da-da-da-da-da. You love to talk, you love to name drop, just not whatever. I don't ever talk about anything that's not directly involved with me though. That's the issue. If I dealt with 17 people in a week and 16 of them were famous, that's not my fault. That's what I do. That's my life. That's my daily life. That's my regular ass life. You know, you may wake up, all right, go to Starbucks, jump into your Volkswagen and then go behind a cubicle or whatever else. Look, man, I lived that life before. That's not my life though, okay? I'm gonna wake up, I'll make my coffee here, right? I got a Jura, and you know, uh, shout out to everyone who recommended the Jura, definitely better than the Mila, but, and then I'm gonna, you know, jump into my motherfucking man cave and see what I gotta do, which is basically my personal studio now because I'm quarantined still. And then if I go out, I'm either jumping in a Ferrari, Lamborghini, or a fucking Range Rover, you know, and, and that's just my life. And then I might go meet up with fucking Kid Cudi, might go meet up with John Mayer or somebody else. Those are personal friends of mine. So whether I say their first and last name or not, it is what it is. That's my life. Now, going back and going forward, wearing the masks, you know, it's because I'm courteous and I'm, I'm thinking about anybody else. I don't think that they look cool and, you know, they, whatever, who gives a fuck? That's what it is. But this shit is getting bad. And, you know, today I'm watching the fucking news. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm watching the news and this morning and a fucking commercial pops up on the local morning Channel 5 news. And it says, the Wind Casino has been there for people, blah, blah, whatever. We're back open. And I was like, whoa. The reason why I caught my eye and I wasn't paying attention was I saw the Murakami statue. And I was like, oh, shit. That's the Wind. Because I saw it right next to the OVO store. And they're saying that they're open to do a commercial. For the Wind to do a commercial in L.A. is crazy, you know. And one of my boys is, um, you know, he works in nightlife. But he works in public relations and everything else. And he works for the Wind. Look, man. Vegas is at a 35% unemployment rate. One of my dear friends has moved several times. He is one of the very few people in my life when we're coming up. He was making millions for his talent, for being a producer, DJ, and everything else. This is my boy, DJ Homicide. Why am I even trying to hide it? And, uh, you know, I was there for DJ. I was there for Homicide when, he, uh, when his pops passed away in 04. 
I was a pallbearer for his dad's funeral. You know, I, I've been there for a lot of things. And he was like, man, fuck this. So dude went and moved to uh, Boca Raton, just a very affluent neighborhood in, in Florida, in South you know, Florida, right next to Miami Beach. And um, he bought a mansion, big ass mansion out there. And he got caught up in a um, class action lawsuit with the gated community he was living in. Some dude had sold a bunch of people contaminated drywall in their houses. So he couldn't live there. His mom was sick. She had a stroke right after his dad died, which is the craziest shit in the world. So he had been taking care of his mom. And I don't know anybody in my life that lives a life like me or him do with nightlife and the people that we know and everything else and took care of their mom as well as he did. I'm telling you, like, I don't know anybody. So with that being said, he had to sell his house in Miami and, uh, you know, Homicide's been had Lambos, Rarys, you know what I'm saying? All the trucks, everything, shoes. He's done it all. And he's just, he's at a different place in his life, you know? So he moved back to LA, was uh, living in a really modern, really nice uh, luxury uh, condominium building. And then his mom uh, was getting sick. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to move to Vegas. I'm going to try to do some things out there. He was going to start a different company, you know, different companies. And he just, I got to give it to him for he's just jump started, you know, his, his economy and figured, I mean, his own personal, you know, uh, finances and figured out things and, you know, he uh, he moved to Vegas, and uh, he bought a house right in the middle of escrow. His mom passed away, not from COVID, just passed away right before all this shit happened. And he's like, man, fuck this. I don't even know what to do. And he was lost. I didn't know what to say to him. I had him stay here at the crib for a little bit. He was staying in the man cave, and, and then COVID happened. And, you know, Homicide's almost 50. He's a little bit older than me. He's almost 50, and he's like, yo, man, his health ain't the best, so... He's like, I got to check out, you know, I got I to gotta be really careful about this shit. He took it serious, he understands. Now, we have a group of friends that live in Vegas and operate in Vegas, and a lot of my friends are shot callers in Vegas. Some of them don't believe in the pandemic, some of them do. A lot of people in Vegas right now, they don't give a fuck, though. They believe it exists, but they're just tired. They need to go out there and they need to make money because it's, it's difficult, and I understand. And the reason why I'm kind of getting passionate about this is I can argue only so much at a certain point, food is very important. You know, it's somehow in a way like, and plus it's really hot in Vegas. It's like a hundred something out there. And people are like, well, you know, the heat is is helping and whatever. And it's just like, you know, people ha don't have jobs. So the ones that do, they're very thankful of it. And my boy who runs, you know, nightlife at the wind and everything else, he's got to wear a mask for like 10 hours and he's working long shifts. He's just very grateful to have a job. My boy is from Detroit. You already know Detroit ain't no sexy-ass place. And I don't mean that in disrespectful way I'm talking about. They got to get it out there. It's real. You got to hustle. Detroit ain't ever been no lavish town, you know. And he immigrated here from Bosnia. So then, like, he came from some good shit. And people were tearing him apart because he's promoting Vegas and people getting mad. And the thing is, I didn't give him shit. I was like, hey, bro, this is what it is. And I get it. He's like, man, look, man, I'm helping people get jobs. I'm helping people eat. I'm grateful to have a job. And we're out here trying to be as safe as we can. But... We got to operate the best way we know how. And it's a it's a war between people right now. And Vegas is about to be a hot spot because everyone from LA is going there and everyone from Arizona is going there because it's right next door. You know, it's a 47 minute flight. It's a fucking three hour drive, four hour drive. So look, man, I just can only say this. People are calling Newsom stupid. Um, he's trying to do a stay at home order. I hope that doesn't happen just because I, you know, I hope that people can just wear their mask Stay six feet the fuck away. Stay 10 feet away. You know, ain't no fucking conspiracy going on. Ain't no other shit. You know, you got dumbass motherfuckers are talking about, oh, we're going to move to fucking Texas. Like, okay. 
<laughs> it's worse there. there. Ain't no fucking like, man, bro. Like, I still like the people who really think like there's a different agenda. Look, I'm telling you this, and I'm telling you, I'm not fucking with the vaccine. I'm just being safe, you know. And people don't get it until they get sick. So, look, I just want everyone to be careful. The shit's going to get worse. I honestly think this week's going to be even worse. And maybe next week, we'll see. And, you know, people start protesting. Man, I can't stop anybody from doing what the fuck they want to do. You know, people have different beliefs, different, you know, and uh, they're fighting for a big cause. And there is a lot of change that's going around. It is crazy. There is a lot of change. I'm not even going to discuss some of the things that I've been reading on Fox News and other news channels, whatever else. I'm just going to say there's some big shit that's going on. With that said, real quick, man. Um, as you guys know, I launched bbdtc.com, which is Ben Ball did the card, Ben Ball did the chain.com, and I'm just randomly putting things on there um, because there is a demand in items that I am a part of. Um, with that said, my gold vacuum sealer will be re-releasing on network. Um, I'm not exactly sure how many units yet. I do know it's going to sell out in a matter of three minutes or two minutes or one minute. And then um, I have my my gold scale, which is going to be fucking dope. I'm actually going to buy probably 50 of them because I want to gift them for people and stuff. And then I got um, two more things or two or three more things I, I can't really discuss yet and a surprise for Black Friday. Um, this price points, these price points that I do them at are, are fair. And then that allows it to be healthy for the resale community, for the people to go out there and make some money themselves. Uh, speaking of resale, we'll get into the cards in a little bit. But um, I sold my Ben Bar did the chain um, sanitizer, hand sanitizer. I did say I was going to exclusively make some for the, the listeners. My thing came super late because of my boy Tony. And I mean like six weeks late. So I am going to run about 50 to 100 for listeners. I am going to give a code, and you have that code. Once you get that code, the first 100 people, or 1,500 people, whatever, 50 to 100 people are going to be able to get the sanitizers for free. I am going to put stickers up soon. Um, the lighters should be up by this weekend for 4th of July weekend. The tea should come to follow in a couple weeks. Now, my Dwight Gooden cards have come in, okay? Obviously, I'm doing a 1 of 50. Those will be $400. Now that I'm providing the card, you don't need to do anything else. I'm providing everything at this point. You are just paying and the shit's getting shipped to you, right? And then I'm doing a one of five. Now, the one of fives are going to be, I think, two grand or something for the autographs. The situation here is this. There's a couple things here. One, you are paying for my autograph. I'm not forcing anybody to buy anything. You are paying for something that a lot of people can't do because, one, they're not financially able. Two, because they're also not financially able to get a chain or something else of mine. So now that I'm making merchant things of my brand and my product and my namesake, I have been doing things that have cost six figures, meaning $100,000 or more, right? And once in a while, I do release these things that are more affordable in the couple hundred dollar range. So when it comes to autograph, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hit or miss, right? For the most part, there's been wins. And with that said, I have been contacted by someone from Beckett. And the person at Beckett authenticates autographs and witness autographs. And then their grading system is even better than PSA. No disrespect to PSA. I don't know what the fuck happened. They dropped the ball. They hit up their bullshit and all this other stuff. I don't know. I don't think it was a pandemic. But um, Becca reached out. We're getting that cracking. So now my only dilemma is this. We'd have to delay the good in cards probably a week or so. But they'd be graded. 
Now, the situation with the grading now, you're talking about this is a much more valuable card now. And now, do I do this and incorporate it into the price or whatever? I haven't figured it out just yet. But just know, from this point on, I know I'm going to do this for the Jeter cards. That is a guaranteed for sure. Now, um, am I going to start it with the Dwight or am I going to start it with the fucking um, the Cal Ripkins? I don't know. But shout out to Beckett and um, their grading system and everything else. Um, I'm really excited about what's going on. Now, this is uh, where I want to discuss my Derek Jeter card. I want to say thank you very much to everyone who bought a Jeter card. Okay. In a few weeks, they should start circulating or they should start begin shipping out. Hopefully in about maybe, you know, three to five weeks, they should start shipping. And the print one was 64,088 um, from all the experts. And these are people not just in the hobby, but people who study statistics and study numbers and study, you know, stocks, study everything. Basically, when Keith Shore had the number one card and he still has the number one card in the world in the Tops uh, Project 2020 project, he sold 99,000 cards, right? In that week, in those few days before that, the average card was selling 22,000 and change. So at that rate, there was that gold rush, like I had mentioned, and they were crushing it. Prior to my Jeter card, the average card was selling 7,000 in a total print run, okay? So my 64,000 print run is equivalent to a 200,000 card print run during the time Keith Shore had um, sold his card. Now, again, I'm not hating on Keith Shore. I'm just letting you know what was going on with my print run. I appreciate it. Now, with that said, there is 10 autograph Jeter cards that will be in that print run at 64,000, okay? So pull out the calculator here, um, and we're going to figure out statistics. So you got a point. 0.0001% chance, which is a, um, you know, not the best chance in the world, but there's a chance for you to win one of the autographs. Um, the gold 1-1 card is obviously add another zero to that. That's It's tougher. And uh, the gold chain, but diamond gold 2 chain is uh, going to happen. So I do hope that, you know, someone who really loves my jewelry, loves my work, and is a Jeter fan, or one or the other, gets the chain and keeps it and wears it. But if you decide to sell it, cool, whatever, it's on you. Um, even if you bought, let's see, I know some people bought, I saw someone said they bought 200 cards. And let's say they bought those in packs. So let's say you spent $2,800 on cards. You're still going to get your money back times three or four. Um, but yeah, good luck. And, and I'm really excited to see somebody win the chain and everything else. Uh, with that being said, CRT Sport Cards I didn't know he's from Seattle. That's dope. He had his own. You know, he's just he's he's been very sharp when it comes to uh, estimating and, and guessing uh, print runs and everything else. He's been wrong on a few of mine. He was pretty close on this one, and it's really smart because people are trying to use pre-sales on eBay and everything else. I'm like, look, look, bro. All you guys in the hobby have to understand this. I have a completely total different fan base than the normal person. I have a very loyal fan base, and it doesn't really consist of the hobby. So whether the hobby supports me or not, you know, because the remarks I made about the police and everything else, look, man, it's, it is what it is. So with that said, and with the sales, he wrote up all 20 people's print runs to date up till today, right now. 
So with that said, uh, I am leading the pack of the Project 2020, and I'm at number one. And after seven cards, I am at 181,343 cards sold. Keith Shore is at 132,148 after seven cards. And Blake Jameson is at 112,358 cards. Um, seven, seven card releases. I won't get into any more else. But the next uh, few people are 97,000, 81,000, 73,000. And then some of the people are in the 60s, some of them are in the 50s, some of the 50s, 40s. And then at the lower part, um, Grotesque, he is at 30,418 sold, and he's at seven cards. So that could be somebody that someone might want to invest in. You know, I'm not, I don't know. I just, you know, um, that's just something I um, just saw and I thought it was interesting. A lot of people hated. They were talking shit. They were like, oh, yeah, whatever Ben's design sucks, this and that, whatever. Look, man, my Ichiro is still the highest selling card in the entire collection, period. I have a few other cards that are doing well. My APs are selling the highest, all right? My 1-1 one -one cards are selling the highest. The dude on StockX who gave the card to StockX, he wanted 50 grand. I, didn't, I told him I'd give him 12. Um, I don't know what the bid is at now, but he wants 50,000 for it. I get it. I think he can get maybe 20, 25. I don't know, but I do want that gold 101. I do want a gold 101 in any one of my cards. I haven't seen any surface except that Mike Trout. And um, again, People talk all that shit and everything else, and they can say what they want to. At the end of the day, I have consistently sold the best, and there is a reason, period. I, I truly believe that. You know, whether I have a big fan base or following whatever, at the end of the day, I have come through and I have pulled through for people. Now, when you're thinking about investments, you got to understand, Darren Ravel of ESPN, he even said, this is not something you look at the end result of an eBay sale or a completed sale and look at the value of the card from there. You know, there's a lot of different sentimental values that people have to a certain team, to a certain things, um, to a player. What I'll say is this, the smart money right now, if you see Ichiro drop real big, it is smart not to just get it picked up, but to get it even signed or whatever. Uh, with that said, the way that this hobby is moving, I could tell right now that if you have an entire set of Ben Baller, Tops 2020s. That's where the money is. If you have an entire set, that's a good set to have later on. You know, who knows? Will there be a 2021? I don't know. Can some people hang on? We'll see. But that pretty much is the gist of, of this 2020 project right now. Most of us are cards. I think some card sevens or I mean eights or nine might be dropping. You know, I know Don C's barely on card four, but they will be dropping uh, their eighth card pretty soon. My next card is Mariano Rivera, uh, Mo, the closer. Uh, I'm not going to speak on a few things because um, I've seen the comments and everything else. I'm a little, little disappointed, but I am putting that out. And that card is dropping on July 9th. And then on opening day, the Yankees, I think, play um, the Nationals, I believe. I'm not sure. On opening day, I'm dropping my Don Mattingly card. So that's what's happening. It's going to kind of be Yankee fever. Got three Yankees in a row. Um, shout out to my boy, Mr. Cartoon, who paired up with me. He, uh, that's, that's just my dog. He's been killing on, on autograph game as well. And, um, yeah, man, I'm really excited. Baseball's about to start. I just talked to Jock Peterson. My boy told me he's going to start practice in two days on Wednesday. This Wednesday, starting practice and things are starting to move along. I hope people are just safe. You know, I don't really know what to say about the NBA and everything else, but, um, that's what's going on. 
If you follow me on Twitter and you do notice that I have an egg, it is because I lost a stupid-ass bet about the Lakers, and I won't get into that right now, but I have to rock that fucking egg until Sunday. Well, Saturday night, right? Because the second, the fourth. After July 4th, I'm good. No more egg. So fuck you for all you guys been asking about that. And uh, right about now, we are going to take a real quick break. And uh, then we come back with Jackass of the Week and talk about a couple more entertainment-related things and other stuff. Yo, Miles, hit me off with some of that LL. We'll be right back, y'all. and you're watching Behind the Baller with my Kuya, Ben Baller. Yo, what up, man? We're back. And uh, just if you, if you didn't know, this is episode 94. You are listening to Behind the Baller podcast. This is one of the greatest podcasts in the world. I don't hold back from shit. We don't censor. Um, I do fact check. That's for sure. <laughs> I do make sure. I ain't trying to fucking sound crazy, but but we do that. Speaking of podcasts, my boy Kid Cuddy, a.k.a. Scott Miscuddy or Miscuddy. Um, is it Miscuddy? I forgot. He's told me a bunch of times. He had just announced last week that he is going to start his own podcast. Don't know what it's called. He's going to be doing it with Dot. Dot, the genius producer extraordinaire. And uh, his manager, Dennis, they're going to be his co-host and stuff. And I'm excited for him, you know? I mean, I don't think Cuddy even thought about podcasts until I started telling him about him because he never really, really, I mean, I remember he did a shout out. He's done a shout out for this podcast. And, uh, you know, obviously you heard a shout out uh, during this show. We had a shout out for the podcast and a lot of people are starting to listen now. And I appreciate uh, especially the the major influence uh, celebrity uh, listeners and stuff that I got. And everyone who listens, man, I'm really surprised who listens to the podcast. It's pretty crazy. But Kid Cudi is going to have an enormously successful podcast, even if he only does it once a week, twice a week, and then doesn't do anything for a while. Dude is extremely busy. He's got a fucking two different animation television series coming out. He's got his movies. He's got his albums. Um, he did say he wanted me to be on there as a guest. I can't wait to do it. Uh, I want him to jump on my shit. Obviously, he will. He just wants something to promote. And maybe we promote the podcast. I don't know yet. But congratulations, Cuddy. Well, I wish you luck on your podcast. Um, as we speak, I have a motherfucking toothache. And I've told you I've had a toothache for a while. The reason why I've been neglecting it is because of COVID-19. And now that shit's fucked up, it seems like this would be the worst time to go see a dentist. The only problem now is... I am not trying to have a motherfucking root canal and uh, it's enough Tylenol and Advil. I need to go see a fucking, I need to go see my boy, Dr. Amir Wahab of Unforgettable Smile. I, um, Amir, I'm going to fuck you up when I see you, bro. But Ani, I love you. <laughs> I got to get this, this cavity taken care of. I could smell it and it's, that's fucking nasty and it's embarrassing. Thank God I got the mask, but it's driving me motherfucking crazy. So I'm going to see the dentist tomorrow. I can't motherfucking wait. Um, before we get into Jackass of the Week, man, I wanted to explain something to you guys, like, because I was talking about, obviously, you know, last week with the situation with me buying a, a hypercar and uh, the deal falling through, and uh, I could have just bought it cash, obviously. Anyone I've spoke to, whether it be one of my partners, uh, I talked to my partner, Mike, about a few things, and even though he's younger, there's things that he's experienced I haven't, but then I speak to my older friends who have gone through it, and... 
I noticed one thing. Most of my billionaire friends, whether they own a lavish yacht, an insane property with, you know, a $30,000 light bill, electricity bill, you know, jets and things like that, the maintenance on these things are insane. So there's a false reality that you see on Instagram, and I want to clear that up. Now, the reason why you see some of these younger guys who are so-called YouTube influencers and stuff, they'll go and find a dealership, and they'll see a high-mileage Lamborghini Huracan or something that has like 23,000 miles or something. That's kind of, that's high for an exotic, right? And for some people, it's not very high. You know, I think that's a, some people think that's a low mileage on even on a Honda or something, right? It's just a different world. You know, 3,000 is considered high mileage in an exotic car. You know, with that said, these guys will go get a car, see a Huracan for like, you know, they'll find a real high mileage one they might send at an auction or somewhere. And then they'll go find a bank that kind of has a high interest and they'll finance it over 240 months. Okay. Do you have any idea how long 240 months is? For those of you who don't know, that's 20 years. Okay. So these motherfuckers who are like, you know, in their early 20s, late teens, they want to have a Lamborghini so bad that they can show on Instagram. And the thing is, man, I get it. Cool. You know, you go to some people's pages and they have like 17 pictures of their, their I mean, I'm sorry, a hundred pictures, but the last 17 pictures of are their AMG, their M3, their M5, or their Lamborghini Huracan. They're proud of their car. I get it. I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to post the car. And again, I'm not embarrassed about my success. I don't feel bad. I do feel bad that, that the people are doing bad out there. It's just, I don't know, man. It's tough for me to post the car anymore. It's just not not my thing anymore. But going on and going going forward, these guys are financing the wrong way. When I'm doing something, I'm doing a lease at like 1.7, maybe 2.2%. If I'm just feeling like, ah, fuck it, who cares? I'll go to 3.5 on finance. But I do the lease to save on taxes. You know, I can write off the car. There's different things. But what people don't get is this. When you start getting into the exotic car world, insurance is no motherfucking joke. If your cars run out of warranty, just know a clutch, 35 bands, Okay. Engine, motor, transmission, differential, all kinds of other shit. These things cost a grip. There's parts on Ferraris that cost 70 grand. If you were to get a car, it could even be a Mercedes-Benz, and you took it apart piece by piece, it's going to cost three to four times more than it cost the car when you got it. It just is, is what it is. And, um, you know, even if your car comes with the seven-year Ferrari maintenance, um, some people, they need to get their oil changed more often than, than you know they like to. So, you know, oil chain is going to be at least 1600 bucks. You know, on some cars, it's like, you know, three, four grand. Back in the day, it was even more. It, they made the exotic cars more bulletproof these days. But understand, if you can't afford things like this, like I just got a registration renewal for my Pista, and it's $4,000 for my registration, you know, that, whatever. I'm, it is what it is. But imagine this. My insurance on all my cars, and I just got rid of two cars. Almost got rid of four, right? But And we're still figuring it out. But... My insurance, remember, I'm almost 50. I don't have a single speeding ticket. I don't have no incidences. I have no claims, nothing. I have a perfect driving record. I am an insurance company's dream, all right? Now, if you're under 25, you don't even want to motherfucking know. If you live in a, in a major area and certain things, I have my cars registered in a faraway address where it's safe and I get to get a break, but um, it's because I, you know, I have property there. But the thing is this, man. If you have exotic cars and your driving record ain't that good or whatever else, just be prepared to pay anywhere between 
30 to $50,000 a year in insurance, okay? Now, I was already paying somewhere, you know, with perfect insurance because, you know, I'm covered head to toe. If a fucking anything happens, motherfucker stolen, great, fuck that car, boom, got another car coming. My rate might go up here and there, I don't know, I don't know the, the legality things of it, I haven't had an issue yet. But understand, same thing goes with the house, you know, just because you can buy a $2 million house, $3 million house, you may not be able to pay the fucking, the property tax. Now, homeowner's insurance ain't shit, but the maintenance, the bills and everything else, like I said, man, it adds up, you know? That's why I think about at least 16 to 20 grand of my monthly bills, 16 to $20,000 a month is just on fucking like maintenance shit, electricity, gas, insurance, fucking, uh, of course, like car note shit and, and then fucking just all bullshit. All right. Now, thank God the kids aren't in school, but I'm just letting you know, just because you can pay for something doesn't mean you can afford it. And uh, you got to be careful. You know, you got to read the fine print. You got to think about that real quick. Uh, before I get into jackass of the week, I have been getting an enormous amount of emails and DMs about that guy, Jay Mazzini, who the people are saying he scammed them. I didn't even know anything about it. I just could just tell. You could just tell. You just know. Any fucking person who has a sense of just that sixth sense and just has it, you could just see it straight out back. Like, this dude ain't about shit. And I just knew immediately. This dude is giving people money. It's fucking fake. He says he's giving them fucking 15 grand, 10 grand each, five grand each, whatever, boom. It's probably 200 bucks if he is, or, you know, whatever. And people are just down to do it just to get the couple hundred bucks. He is a hundred percent fake. I have had at least now you ready for this? At least 40 people tell me that they've paid for his program, that he hasn't given them any money back, boom, blah, blah. He's just ignoring people, he's blocking them. And now there's like a coalition. I forgot what this dude's name is. I'm gonna find out and say it on the next episode, but he's been asking me to go on live. If I do jump on my Instagram live and he gets on there, I will let him speak his free reign. And if he sounds like he's selling that bullshit selling wolf tickets, all kinds of shit, I will cut them out. But for the most part, I've read and checked. I didn't go down, you know, a rabbit hole. I didn't go down a foxhole. But I went down a little bit of a, of a manhole, at least. I, I did check out his story and did see that this dude is a scam artist and that he said that donated the masks. No, he sold them. Dude is 100% piece of shit. And he's trying to use the um, trying to use Allah on his side and everything else. I don't know how dudes can live with themselves. He, not to say he's not helping anybody, he may be like, all right, look at man, I did scam all these people here and there. Let me help this person out, boom. And he tried to help some dude out in, in the hospital, took pictures and even tried to make it seem good. Dude is a 100% scumbag. So if you are even thinking about fucking with this dude, man, just be smart and do some research. Just know. All the people in the comments that are supporting him, they're just people that wish they could be in a position to have some money, period, but they really don't know. And now with all the exposing that's going on, I cannot fucking tell you. I just saw the fucking chick from Girls. What's her name? Lena Dunham, whatever. I can't stand that bitch. I hate that bitch. Thank God they're like on that shit with that, with that girl. But, you know, um, they are exposing motherfuckers left and right. I seen that dude from BSO, Black Sports Online, Robert uh, Little, whatever, or Little or whatever. He's getting his ass cooked right now. Motherfuckers ain't playing anymore. This is no joke. People are fucking serious with it right now. And with that said... We're going to get into Jackass of the Week. Uh, yo, Miles, can we get that little soundbite? You jackass. There we go. Um, so this week's Jackass of the Week 
is from Silicon Valley. He's actually a Silicon Valley investor. And the person he's in cahoots with is a guy from Texas. Uh, they ran their scam in San Antonio, Texas. One guy, the investor name is Brennan Mulligan. And the other jackass is Lucas Rensko. And uh, these two fucking cocksuckers, they used a app or a website called TaskRabbit where they hire people to do certain things. And they got hundreds of thousands of masks, right? Millions of dollars worth. And they got these KN95 masks that were kind of bootleg KN95. Not legit. They were like beyond secondhand stream, can't be verified, came from China. And remember, there are real KN95 masks that are out there and they're legit, you know, and they're just not. But this dude got a shit ton for pennies on the dollar. They had obvious markings on the plastic bags that said medical use prohibited, all right? So this guy hired people on TaskRabbit to go into a leaky-ass warehouse in San Antonio, Texas, and switch the bags. Now, I pray to God, didn't say if they were, pray to God these people were wearing masks themselves and using latex gloves, proper PPE, while transferring masks to another fucking you know plastic packaging bag so that they could be sold to hospitals and that's what they did exactly they sold them to hospitals and i believe in chicago and in texas and the thing is they said they did nothing wrong you know per the law there was a gray area look whether you guys win or lose in court you guys are piece of shit scumbag motherfuckers because somebody on there covered their ass in china and said this is not for medical use this is it says medical use prohibited and you guys decide to fucking take the masks out of that packaging, put them in different packaging, and sell them to all places, to hospitals, you cocksucker fucking piece of shit motherfuckers. Yeah, jackass. Man, you are fucking sick. But yeah, those two guys right there, they made Jackass of the Week. Um, we're going to start finding fucking sponsors for Jackass of the Week, but thank you, Miles, again. And you know what? Shout out to my boy Jordan Winter, because Jordan Winter is the KN95 mask champion. He's also one half of the Dust Brothers. And um, so going on, man, I really do hope that uh, Gavin Newsom doesn't shut down the country. But meanwhile, the so-called leader of our country, he's not my president, could be your president. But Donald Trump is just lately just becoming a bigger, bigger douchebag than he already is. It's so difficult when you're already, could you imagine if there's a level 10, could you, you ever had like a, a, you know, even your iPhone or your, your Android, or like a stereo system, and you have a level, and it goes to, you know, to a maximum level. You can't go past that level, whether it be 10, whether it be 30, whatever the volume max. Could you imagine if it went past that, and not in a good way, in a complete distorted piece of shit way, and that's Trump. Like the other day, was it yesterday, he retweeted a video of these guys in the villages in Florida, this old fucking white supremacist, and they're saying, white power, white power. And what, what the crazy part is this, the reason why it's so disrespectful to someone like me is those people aren't just anti-black, they're anti-Asian, they're anti-Middle you know Middle Eastern, they're anti-Latino, anti-Mexican, anti-fucking everything except white. And Trump's the fucking, what's that dumbass bitch in the White House, this new correspondent who thinks she's like this blonde cutie bitch, get that fucking bitch out of here. But she had the nerve to say, oh, well, you know what, after reviewing it, Donald Trump didn't realize that they said white supremacist or white power and things like that. Like, no, get the fuck out of here. You don't think that motherfuckers really 
check the president's fucking. First of all, he I didn't even know he had 82 million followers. It's just that shit's even scarier. Let's just say half of them are fake. Let's say 60% are fake. That motherfucker still has over 30, 40 million followers. That's just it's scary. You know where the world is right now. And that white supremacist shit don't fly. Those are the motherfuckers are like, yeah, fuck chinks and gooks and fucking spicks and fucking all that stuff. And all that. man, fuck that. Look, look, dude. I can't say much for California because Trump ain't going to win here ever. Not fucking ever. And I doubt in New York ever. But everyone who listens to this show that's in the Midwest, that's in the Bible Belt, that's in the South, you got to go out and do your thing. You know, and it's not about Joe Biden. People don't like Joe Biden. Listen, it's not about Joe Biden. It's anybody but Trump. Okay. That's what it is. And now there are some protests in St. Louis, Missouri, right? It's a tough state, man, by the way. I was telling you guys before, they, they don't give, they don't fuck around. They give them running back number, uh, fucking jail sentences out there, right? And there was a Black Lives Matter protest out there and they start going to people's properties, I guess, or I, I don't know the exact story. But from what I saw, from every other angle and everything else, they were definitely going in certain areas of residential areas. Now, there is a an heir to the Bush. I guess that's Anweiser Bush. You know, that's the Beer family and everything else. Very wealthy, white couple. I don't give a fuck if they're racist. I don't give a fuck if they're pieces of shit. People say, oh, they deserve whatever. Look, man, I'm only going to speak on a legit 50-50 fair side of things. Okay? If you are a black homeowner, all right, whether you've done anything wrong or right and nobody knows and you have a home, whether it be a nice home, whether it be a shitty ass fucking, you know, just rat infested place. If someone trespasses your property, you got every single motherfucking right to light their ass up, period. I don't give a fuck how people think certain things. People try to sway things to the left, to the right and everything else. Look, man, that's I'm very strong on that. Where you lay your head, where your children, where your family rest is should be the most peaceful place in the world. Whether you live in a fucking slumlord ran apartment building, whether you live in a mansion, whether you live in a regular home, whether you live near businesses, whether you live in a strictly suburban residential area. Look, man, people were going up on this, this dude's mansion, a beautiful estate property. I don't know much about the family. You know, I could sit there and judge and try to stereotype, be like, oh, that guy's probably racist. He's probably said the N-word with the ER many times, blah, blah. I don't know. But from the viral video, the guy pulls out an AR-15. His wife is holding a gun and they're waving it around and people are furiated. They're like, man, see, this is fucking outrage. This is this. If they were black, they'd be this. Look, man, again, you know what side I'm on. Now, when people are saying, oh, you got to, you know, you can't be against rioting and looting. And I was like, man, psh, look, I already said my stance on that. Do you guys got to do what the fuck you guys got to do to make you guys feel better? But I will stand on this till the day I die. I don't give a fuck if you are racist or if you are not. You deserve every bit of karma that comes back for you. Okay. Until that moment is shared. I have not heard anything about that family or anything else, whatever. I can sit there and everyone's like, oh, this person's racist. This person, this needs to come down and this needs to do this. I'm only speaking on the ha- behalf of, I didn't know who the fuck these people were. Okay. I don't know what type of racist activities they're involved in. And that's if they were. They might not be involved in anything. They may just be ri- guilty of being rich and being heirs to a very rich family. Okay. And living in a beautiful home. Don't know. 
and as fucked and disgusting as some people may think the behavior is, you got to understand. Please believe. I don't care if it's fucking trans uh, lives matters, Asians, um, Latinos lives matters. It could be black lives. It could be any organization, period. They want to peacefully protest somewhere cool. As soon as they start passing gates and trespassing the property, I got to see what the climate is, what they're thinking, what's going on. And you have every right to protect your property. All right. Whether people think you're a piece of shit, whether they don't, I just have to make that clear. Nobody should be afraid of protecting where they lay their head. That is a very, very important big part of my whole being on this earth. All right. If you work hard for something on a business, certain things, yes, there's insurance. There is insurance to a certain extent of your home. I understand that. But again, it's about where your family lays their head and falls asleep. I don't play that with the house. When people say that shit is a joke, they don't get it. You will get fucked up. Like for real, for real. This is a general warning to people, man. Don't fuck with people at their homes. I'm telling you. If you have nothing going on for your life and things suck and they work out their way, man, look, you go out there and do something about it. If there's been oppression against you, this, I have all the compassion for you and everything else. Do you know? And I do believe there has been a lot of fucked up things that are going on. That's not the discussion we're having right now. Discussion is you start picking through people's windows, you start fucking with people's homes. You gotta be, you know, ready to fucking face the fucking consequences. That shit's no joke, man. I would never, no matter how fucking angry I am, unless I already know I'm going in there knowing that some shit's gonna happen. It's just crazy, man. You know, and it's it's gonna end up being bad. And I don't think it's gonna get any better anytime soon. But, you know, again, you start entering, you know, residential neighborhoods and things like that, it starts getting crazy. And that's what martial law really does happen. And, and you know, this, this shit's not going to get, man, it's, it's, it's a lot of animosity out there. And again, wait till fucking the end of July when these eviction notices start going and the federal, you know, protection is not there anymore. And they really start evicting people. There's going to be a lot of homeless people, people who are normal as people, people who listen to this podcast and it's fucked up. I'm going to continue to do my part and do all the help that I can. But that is a crazy situation, man. Fucking nuts. Going on, man. Fucking, hey, Jesus Christ. On a whole different level. On some entertainment shit. I decided to watch... Uh, well, when I was growing up, being an enormous Bruce Lee fan, there is a movie called Return of the Dragon. And it was one of my fucking favorite movies ever. All right? Now, that movie somewhere changed the title... I guess when it came to the USA and they call it the way of the dragon, which is, I don't know, fucking weird, you know, but whatever. So I rewatched it. It wasn't in HD, still fucking great, still fucking hilarious. I'm still enormous Bruce Lee fan. I had all the fucking movies on disc and everything, right? And way better quality. For some reason, I don't know, Amazon Prime couldn't figure it out. Still felt like it was worth the $10 just for the entertainment. And then I watched this movie, Hammer, which was entertaining. I don't know why. I don't know. No idea if my father-in-law watched it or my, my, my wife all I know is they, they paid for the rental and they got it. But I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to watch one of these fucking, uh, what is it called again? The Jack Ryan series, right? Is that is that what it is? Jack Ryan? I have tried to watch The Hunter Rent October since 1990. That was 30 years ago. All right. I've attempted to watch it at least four to six times and I haven't got to. Finally got to watch it. Amazing cast, right? OG Alec Baldwin. He looked young, which is crazy because he's old now, right? 
And then Sean Connery was 60 years old in this movie. That motherfucker looked good. He's fucking 90 now. He's nuts. He's going to be 90 in August. And the movie was cool. For that to be Kanye West's favorite movie, I'm kind of fucked up. I almost wonder, do I need to watch it again? The first time I finally watched it, I mean, I had a couple small interruptions, but, eh, you know, some old movies, they stand the test of time. That one, I don't know, man. Maybe I just missed the boat on that one and everything else. Uh, another thing, entertainment-wise, you know, right around December, um, right after Christmas, we did a Disneyland private tour. And, you know, um, the private tour runs around, what, three to $5,000, depending how many hours you are and how many people you have. I was thinking about it only because, you know, hey, social distance, you wear your masks, boom, my kids, we have a private tour just like we did um, the private zoo, which was a lot of fun. And the kids got to, well, it was not a zoo, I'm sorry, it's an animal shelter where they rescue things. But that zoo was a really, really good time for the kids. It was a small place in a place called Silmar, California. It was like a 30-minute drive from our house. It wasn't that bad. Um, But, uh, you know, Disneyland offers his private tours, and I only do it here, you know, once in a while, but my boys do it. And um, the last time it was like six grand. But now with the park, you know, being at 50% capacity, it would be, you know, maybe less. But the problem is now is that obviously you dumb motherfuckers haven't stayed home. So, you know, shit's got all fucked up. So I don't know. Why'd I say that? Just because people were asking me, hey, last time you did Disneyland, boom, how much did it cost for a private tour? That means basically, Everything stops. It's it's even above the handicapped people, whatever, any kind of pass. You just go to the front of the line every fucking time, and uh, everyone gets taken care of. It's uh, much more expedited. It's quicker. You know, you don't have to fucking uh, wait around and stuff. But yeah, you got to pay the price. Um, with that said, I have been extremely bored. I have been driving myself crazy, and I have been looking at side by sides. If you don't know what a side by side, they look like little fucking dune buggies, like ATVs, but like much more like. They have a lot more technology in them. They have like little like monitors in them. You know, some of them have stereos, but they're like crazy off-road vehicles. And Polaris makes a dope one. Um, they make like RZR. Yamaha makes the best ones now. Then they make like a golf cart looking one. And then um, Polaris makes a slingshot. I've just been looking at random shit because I'm thinking about maybe getting a dirt bike or ATV to ride around the neighborhood just because I'm just starting to go a little crazy. And I'm thinking about getting one of those. I haven't figured it out yet. My boy Calvin actually is like the fucking champion master at that shit. I will deep dive in that later. I have been seriously, seriously looking at RVs now. Class A, like a real true size, full size, like 26, 27 footer. I don't think I'll go over a 29 footer, but um, something that sleeps like five or six people, obviously my family, so that if shit goes down and we have a second wave and it's fucked up, guess what? We will drive from LA to fucking Florida to Texas, we will drive wherever the fuck we want to, and have a full-blown, no hotels needed, we will have a full house, bedroom, everything, we will be able to go wherever the fuck we want to, and um, we would have food and everything we need, water, whatever, It uh, the only thing I don't know about is the, the how the black water that works, I'm sure that's not a very difficult thing, but um, that's for like the toilets and shit like that, but there's showers, there's a full-blown kitchen, there's satellite TVs, we have everything, there's internet, there's all that, um, something that I'm very seriously looking at. One thing I almost lost my mind and, and um, one of my boys was balling out of control. He dropped like $1.2 million on a boat and now he's selling it for half price and the boat's only two years old. And then I talked to two of my friends who own boats like, yo man, just so you know, the only time I've ever lost a million dollars in my life was 
having a boat because you got to pay a captain. You got to fucking pay somebody to clean the shit once a month because the salt water fucks up the boat. You got to pay somebody to, you got to pay to fucking park the bitch and there's maintenance here and there. And then I was like, man, fuck all that. The RV, I've done all the maintenance costs and everything else. It's very low and uh, you can find one for pretty cheap. So that is something I think I am going to do soon. Why am I telling you guys? Because you know what? Later on in life, that's something, you know, if, if you feel like, look, man, I always say this where I said, look, man, a motherfucker ain't going to cancel me because I make my own destiny. And that also doesn't give me a right to go and say outlandish shit or blatantly racist things. That's not my life. That's not my, that's not my steez. That's not me at all whatsoever. I'm just saying if people want to try to twist, misinterpret and misrepresent who I am, man, I ain't got time to sit and go back and forth and bicker with them. But what I'm getting at is build a solid foundation, build a solid life, raise a family, do what the fuck you want to do, right? But when a pandemic happens and there's a stay-at-home order, yo, you staying at home if you staying in a motherfucking RV. That's all I'm saying. And uh, it's just something I want to do and, and it's going to happen. And uh, that's it. That is all for the weekend wrap-up for episode 94. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I don't know who my guest is this week. I've had so many different random people from like Beast Mode to obviously like Cuddy and uh, one of my friends from Love and Hip Hop and a couple other people. I do want to find a rags to riches story person to give you guys some motivation during these, these crazy times. But again, subscribe to Behind the Baller. Um, next week episodes, we'll be doing fan questions. So if you want to start asking questions now, go to the podcast page, leave a five-star review on the iOS page and um, leave a question. I'll answer it. And uh, again, I appreciate you guys. Don't forget bbdtc.com. There's always random things that'll be going up there. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for your support. I love you guys. Always remember, make it a great day. And always remember, this is not your practice life. Lakey Lake, what's up, homie? It's good to see you, G. All right, man. Hit my, my listeners off with some keys. Thank you very much, LL, and take us home, homie.